Ready, set, go! Welcome to the EV Diaries podcast, where we look at EVs and how they fit in small-town America. In my opinion, they fit better than you think. I'm Ben. I am an engineer for a distribution cooperative in southeastern Kentucky. I came across a Bloomberg article entitled, Toyota Trying to Figure Out How to Make a Car Run Forever. I will have links in the show notes. But basically, the article describes efforts to add onboard solar charging for EV batteries. I've been wanting to talk about solar for a while after seeing a similar article last month, and it was explaining that there's several other manufacturers than Toyota that are investigating solar charging for EVs. An interesting point in the Bloomberg article is apparently you can get a Prius plug-in electric hybrid with solar in Japan for about 3 million yen. This is an interesting concept, so let's look at the pros and cons of a solar-enhanced EV. Well, on the pro side, the sun. It has more energy than the Earth could ever consume, and it's free for everyone. But converting it to electricity is another story. The top of a car has several upward-facing surfaces on which to mount solar cells, and I found that the average of the surface area is about five and a half meters squared. So what are some of the downsides? Well, the sun puts out enough solar radiation to generate about a thousand watts per meter squared. So if we took that 5.5 meters squared, that would produce 5,500 watts of power or 5.5 kilowatts. Now keep in mind that level two charging is around seven kilowatts, so we're close. The downside to this though, is that solar is only 15 to 20% efficient. So immediately that 5.5 kilowatts becomes 1.1 kilowatts or 1100 watts. Just to give you a frame of reference, most home outlets are 1,800 watts or 2,400 watts, depending on the breaker that's feeding them. Therefore, a car with solar would have sub-level 1 charging. Keep in mind, too, that the rule of thumb is, depending on the car, you will add 3 to 4 miles of range per every hour of charging at level 1. So, hypothetically, 8 hours of sunlight would produce in the neighborhood of 20 or 25 miles. But just think, that goes down if the car is dirty. And it's early winter. Well, actually, I guess it's late fall. It's not quite winter yet. But if you haven't noticed, in North America this time of year, the sun doesn't shine as long as it usually does. And it's cold. So, in winter, you're going to have the worst performance car also gets dirtier in the winter because of the road salt and everything. Uh, you also have cold battery issues. So solar, depending on solar anyway, in the winter um, in 
parts of North America. I realize that in your southwestern states and your, well, any of your southern states, you're going to have more sun even in the winter. I guess one possible upside, though, is that on a clear day that you may be able to use that energy for thermal management of the batteries if your car is so equipped. Another drawback is cost. Most solar systems are sold by the power rating, which is in kilowatts, and not by surface area. Right now, I believe the going rate is about $3 per watt or $3,000 per kilowatt. Let's assume that we've got a 5.5 kilowatt solar cell array on our car. Well, by today's market, that's about $16,500 worth of solar to provide sub-level 1 charging. Add that to the price of the car. Right now, it's not economically feasible to add another $16,000 onto the price of an EV. The upside is that solar is getting more efficient. In fact, in labs, they're now getting 30 to 40% efficiency. And as everything EV and renewable related goes, the costs are dropping as the tech continues to develop. In my opinion, from a practicality standpoint, I think solar should always be coupled with batteries. It's the only way to have energy when you need it from solar. Now, let me explain that. Solar generates when most people aren't home, and that electricity has to go back up on the distribution system. But if you have batteries, you can store that energy and feed it back onto the system at peak time or use it when you need to use it. It's good that Toyota is experimenting with this and that other manufacturers are working on alternative solutions. Toyota has an experimental Prius that can travel 35 miles without charging just from its solar array. From a cooperative point of view, though, this would be a reduction in the impact that EVs have on beneficial electrification. And if you really want to maximize your renewable fuel use in your car and you are on a co-op, you need solar coupled with batteries and you need to feed that back onto the system during your peak times. You should also charge your car at night during the off-peak hours. Now I realize that's not true solar charging, but every little bit helps and it helps your cooperative keep those rates low, which is a benefit of living in small town America. All right, click that subscribe button. Also feel free to email me, Ben at EV Diaries, and follow me on social at EV Diaries. You can usually find me on Instagram more so than anywhere else, but I do check all of my social accounts. The EV revolution is here. And we have innovative minds working on innovative solutions, so it should be a fun ride.